Yeah, I've I've known about DWI for a long time. Oh, good. I worked at Channel Eight years ago. Oh, okay. I would do the five k. Oh, the Scenic River Classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fun. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah. I had a friend. I have a friend. Well, he worked for Channel Eight for a long time. Jeff Landers. Uh-huh. Were you there during that time when he worked there? Uh-huh. Yeah. So he now is a. He's my Fisher's guy for my copy machine. <laughs> really good friends with their family. Yeah, I was like, so, he, yeah, he left. Yeah, the news. Yeah, he left a long time ago. His family, um, he married into a, the entrepreneurs who had a water business, and so he worked for them for a while, and then just recently went out and got a different job. So yeah, what a guy. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I worked there. Started in two thousand four. Yeah, cool. I mean, what year is my son? Mm-hmm. Amazing how we yeah gauge <laughs> weddings and birthdays and kids. That's our timelines for <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> like what yep. year did I get married? Exactly. <laughs> how was my okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, that's how it worked. That's funny. Yes. All right. Well, let's get a a good mic test. Okay. So if you put it, yeah, these sometimes do it what we should, but that's okay. That should be good. Okay. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell Work. me. Yeah. Let's have you say your name. Okay. And your favorite thing about DWI? Oh, my goodness. Well, Michaela Matlack. Um, my favorite thing about DWI? That is a really difficult question. Um, it seems so generic, but I guess our mission is everything. That's, you know, that's what we do. We are there to support individuals who are disabled or have a, or are disadvantaged to achieve their chosen level of economic and social independence. That's what we live by every day. So that's my favorite thing. Okay, um, I'll do just a quick uh, formal introduction and okay. we'll kind of jump in, and I'll probably have you say that. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about the mission and and all the cool things. Okay, we'll do. Okay. I'm Brandon Isle, and this is BYU Idaho Radio. Joining me in the studio is Michaela Matlack. She's the president and CEO of DWI, and I think a lot of people have heard of this, but they may not be familiar with your mission and a recent name change. Can you tell us a little bit about the mission and why the change in the name? Correct. Well, thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Um, Most people in Rexburg and the surrounding areas are probably more familiar with Upper Valley Industries. So uh, for many years, it was Upper Valley Industries serving this local community. And then we actually did our initial name change. Um... I don't even remember the exact year, but we went to development workshop for all of our campus locations because we serve the Salmon area as well as our main campus in Iowa Falls. So we were development workshop across the board. Uh, last year was our 50th anniversary serving um, individuals who are disabled or those who are disadvantaged and to achieve their chosen level in economics independence, we decided that Development Workshop kind of had some negative images, significantly the word workshop. So we wanted people to realize that we are so much more. And that's when we decided this last year for our 50th anniversary to rebrand to be just DWI, which is not completely unfamiliar. A lot of people, even at Development Workshop Incorporated, still said DWI because it was a long name. So we decided to just take on DWI, but we also realized that there were some very significant words that went with that, and that's develop, worth, and independence. Because like our vision statement is that it's all about 
making sure that we have a society where people can live, work, and play in their choice because we're all about choice. So we decided to rebrand and we were, we're currently in that process. And anybody who's rebranded knows that is not an easy venture. Um, we are a DBA, so we're doing business as DWI, but Development Workshop will still always have a little bit of, of place there because you aren't around for 50 years and not have some significance with that name. So Right, yeah. And there's so much goodwill um, with what you do, um, helping people who, who have disadvantages be able to work and have mm-hmm. fulfilling life things to do. Can you tell me a little bit about the employees you have and mm-hmm. and the fulfillment they receive. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because the reason we have both individuals with disabilities and those who are disadvantaged is because there's a very wide spectrum of individuals in our communities. Most people know of people with disabilities as being those with developmental disabilities. They're easily seen and identified. But now there is another expanded population when it comes to neurodiversities. And those neurodiversities are more of those individuals who, from the outside, seem to be very, what you'd say, normal or high-functioning, or they should be like anybody else in any work environment. And that's just not the case. There is a very high population of individuals that, in order to be successful in employment, they need some accommodations. And they need their employers to understand that, although not seen, they have some needs to be successful. And then you have those who are disadvantaged, which could also be another population of people, you know, individuals who may have been out of the workforce for a long period of time. That is not an uncommon thing for families to have a one person in their home who stays home for a very long time. And then when they try to join the workforce, they find that they're lacking skills and they're lacking that ability to go out and find employment. Or you have individuals who may have struggled over time with some sort of addiction or other means that cause them that disadvantage. And so we provide those opportunities to all those individuals and in many different ways. And DWI's been known to be more than you ever imagined because so many people have no idea all the services we provide. Um, And so when we're thinking about employment, yes, we are very well known for employment, both within our facility, but then also within the greater community. And that's because Not everybody is built the same, and everybody needs a little bit of more supports than others. And 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 in the community, our employers are not always prepared. And so we want to have choice. We want to have a full array of services for people to be able to choose from. So people may have known in our Rexburg location, uh, we used to have our work services program. We discontinued that. Um, unfortunately, during the pandemic, because we lost contracts, obviously, and hiring people was difficult, Uh, specifically our sewing department. We had a large sewing contract, and we had to move to the Idle Falls location. But people would know that we uh, had projects out at our location also, and we had our location in town. We had a lot of uh, manufacturing and production. And those are opportunities where we hire people who may have more significant needs And working in the greater community is not a great option. But then we have a lot of individuals that work in our greater community. We have a lot of wonderful employers in Rexburg, specifically. If you were to check out our social media page, we'd see most recently have an individual who worked 25 years. She's worked at Burger King. She's still there, and we're celebrating her this this last week because 25 years is a long time. And you don't see that 
very often anymore. Yeah. And especially at a fast food restaurant. Absolutely. Fast food tends to be one of those places where you get a, you get a step into the employment world and then you move on and move up. But not individuals with disabilities. They tend to be very dedicated and very committed to their employers because if that employer is willing to work with them and, and they're committed to their success, then they have no reason to leave. And um, so having those employers in our community, Arby's has been great. The school district's been great. We have contracts with the, the Baptist Church and Advanced Auto Body. Um, and then we also do janitorial services. So within our community or within our business, we have a custodial cruise that will go and work with employers and businesses um, to do janitorial services. And we have federal contracts and commercial contracts. And so that gives another avenue of employment for people. Yeah. So. About how many employees do you have? So it's interesting when you talk about employees, when we talk about employees, we have those categorical employees. And so when you talk about those clients that we provide a service to, we have about 30 that work on our work services program that do our manufacturing and production product and assembly. When it comes to employees who actually are working possibly with those individuals served or administratively or within some of our um, federal contracts, we have about 124. Yeah. So, and that's serving all of our three locations. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, it really does change lives and mm -hmm. helps those who have never worked or maybe not that haven't worked for so long be able to get that employment and do you have a lot of success helping them go from initial employment to something different? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes that's more difficult. Like I said, they're so dedicated and especially in our federal contracts and those businesses like the Forest Service and the BLMs and the Idaho National Laboratories, a huge employer. Those are really well-paid jobs, full-time with benefits. People don't want to leave those jobs. They are very successful and they very much enjoy them. And then when you when you think about the other ones like you, say like Burger King, is that they don't want to move on to bigger and better things because they're very successful there. As a person with a disability, moving from environment to environment can be very scary. It can be a very significant change. Switching supervisors, changing tasks, responsibilities. That's We kind of take for granted how hard that can be. And to be a person with a disability and have to go through those changes, you want to find a place that you can be successful and you want to be able to dedicate yourself there. And sometimes it doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of opportunities where we work with employers where we start someone out and we kind of get to test the waters. We do an evaluation. We find out, is this a good placement for them? And sometimes it's not. And that's okay. That's why we build those relationships. We have our employment training specialists and our career counselors who are out there building relationships with businesses, trying to find the right employee for those businesses, just as well as finding the right job for the individual. It goes both ways. And so it takes really getting to know employers and their needs and then getting to know our clients and what their needs are. Yeah. How does a business become a client of yours or, or accept... Absolutely. Yeah. So you really just call us um, and give us an opportunity to come and sit down with you. One of the things that we do that's unique is what would be called like job carving. Um, we are our employment training specialists and, and career counselors. They're not out there looking at the Department of Labor website. They're not looking at the job ads in the newspaper or wherever it may be, because 
our individuals, if it was that easy to go out and just apply for a job and and be hired for the exact job that's out there, they wouldn't need us. But it's not that easy. Sometimes we have to go to employers and we have to talk about the positions that they're looking for and then try to decide, well, what if we had our person do these tasks? Is there someone else in your company that can do this? And it's carving out the things that our individuals may be able to do so the employer can then try to move some tasks around. And that's kind of a unique thing to do. And as an employer, sometimes you don't see it because you're living it every day. And so when we have our career counselors go out there and spend time with our employees, employers, and and work on, you know, in their environment, and they can see things. So from the outside, it can be looked at a little bit differently. And then also a lot of employers sometimes are scared about the word accommodations. What does accommodation mean? What's it going to cost me? Um, and that's what our career counselors do and our employment training specialists do is help an employer see that sometimes accommodations don't have to be significant. They can be pretty minor things from just a task analysis list or something very simple. And so you just want to call us um, and you can call DWI and just say, hey, I'm an employer. I'm looking to hire some individuals. Can somebody come and talk to me? And we'll bring someone in that can just have those com- brief conversations and, and hope it works out. Yeah. But when you talk about accommodations, what, what does that kind of look like sure. for businesses that, that you deal with often? You know, the word accommodations is complicated, but really it could be as simple as just saying the productivity tool. Just like anybody else, you or I, I have productivity tools, right? I am a list person or I like sticky notes or my calendar. If I don't put something on a calendar, it doesn't happen. That may be all that an accommodation takes. It's just something to make an individual more productive. So it's a wide variety of what accommodation could be because some accommodations could be, listen, I getting out of bed in the morning is difficult. And, you know, it's best if I start my morning at nine instead of at seven, because getting in the right state of mind may take somebody some time. Or maybe they get headaches because of the lighting or something, and they just need some time to go to a space where it's quiet and dark and just relax for 15 minutes. That could be an accommodation. Accommodations could be what most people know as is tactile things like big screens and expanded font size or you know, alarms to say, hey, it's time that you need to go do this task. So it's really difficult to talk about accommodations without really looking at the individual person because just because a person is blind doesn't mean they need an accommodation, right? It depends on the job they're doing. And just like with you and we sit in this radio station, if you were blind, wouldn't necessarily hinder you from doing your job because you're talking, right? And you just need to be able to move the buttons and know what you're supposed to be doing. So we can't make assumptions about what an accommodation is for a person until you really get to know them. And sometimes it people don't want businesses to know that they need an accommodation, and that's okay. But if our career counselors or our job coaches are out there and there are individuals struggling on the job, then we have a conversation with them to say, listen, you maybe need to go tell your supervisor that you might need an accommodation because we want them to be successful. Yeah. So, what what benefit does hiring somebody who works through you, uh, how does that benefit a business? So, I mean, there are some taxable benefits, but ultimately the benefit is having someone who's very dedicated to you. We know right now we're going through an employment crisis. Everyone is suffering in an employment crisis. And DWI has employees that want to work. 
We have clients that want to work and we have some that don't even know they want to work, but we know what their abilities and their skill sets are. And we have opportunities to come in and do evaluations and to, we may pay the person to work for you for a couple of weeks before you decide, hey, is this the right fit for the job? And there are grants out there to help with accommodations and things like that. There's just so many opportunities because employment is just something that we're all struggling with. And so for me, it's it's not even about what the tax breaks may be, but it's about being having access to individuals that want to work and that need to work and someone like us to help them and help you as an employer. Um, we have some employers who have hired many individuals over the years, and that relationship keeps going. We Even if an individual is successful and, and they no longer need us as a job coach, we're still there. If, if that person is struggling six months from now, you call us and say, hey, you know, Jane, she was doing great, but now we're running into some issues. Can you come back in? And absolutely, we're going to be there. And so you don't just get an employee. You get a relationship with DWI that can be very longstanding. And then if Jane decides to move on one day and get a different job, we'll help you refill back that position. So it's just so much more than just the benefits, you know, that you may get as a as an employer. Yeah. If somebody wanted to become a client of yours and work through you, they have a disability or they mm-hmm. they need your help in this way, how do they go about that? Right. And so a lot of there can be lots of different avenues. Um I mean coming out of school, we always hope that the school districts are very open about us being a resource. Um and that resource could be minimal, it could be more extensive, it just depends on the person. We have campus Life, too, where individuals can work part of their day and then come engage in developmental therapy part of their day so that they still get that socialization aspect and they get to be around people that they're familiar with, especially when you live in a small community like Rexburg. You know a lot of people. But they may come to us through avenues of vocational rehabilitation. They could come through Department of Labor. We have lots of different organizations that work for us. If they're receiving any sort of psychosocial rehab or counseling, they can talk to that individual to say, hey, I might need some job, some help finding a job, you know, who can you refer me to? We're located out by, I guess, everybody's most familiar with where Walmart is. (laughs) So we're out there by Walmart and we take walk-ins. People can walk in, they can call us. Our website's really easy to access, uh, dwinc.org. And everything is on there, who you can contact. And it really just shows the wide Um, diversity of jobs and services that we provide. So we consider ourselves to have really two tracks. One is our services and one is our business solutions because we have lots of opportunities to support other businesses too. If you're an entrepreneur and you need something uh, molded, we do injection molding. If you need janitorial services, if you need help finding employees, if you need help stuffing envelopes and doing product and assembly. Um, Our Idaho Falls campus just recently did the duck race. We take all the stickers off and put them all on. And who would have thought that that's a job? But it is. Somebody's got to do it. And in Rexburg, we're hoping to bring back our work services program someday. We're working on that. That's strategical. But it requires us finding projects. And and those really best come from this community in Rexburg. And if there's an employer out there who who has a product and assembly job or has a sewing project that says, man, I just can't maintain this on my own. Because we know everybody's struggling for employees. And so there may be a resource that we can provide there too, where we bring work onto our campus and we do it for the employer 
um, packaging and assembling or something. So there's lots of different business solutions that we have. Yeah, that's that's amazing. They have these different prongs where you can help in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the most important thing the community should know about DWI? Wow, that's such a difficult question. Um, individuals with disabilities and those who are disadvantaged is something we're always going to have. That's never going away. If anything, it's becoming more significant. Um, and we just need acceptance and and patience with understanding that people, just because you can't see that they may have a disability or that they may be disadvantaged, doesn't mean they don't have abilities um, that are beneficial to all of us in some way. Um, most recently, one of the things we here at BYU-Idaho, we've had a relationship with uh, Brother Barney through the rec therapy program. And he's done a really great thing, I think, for the students at BYU-Idaho. And I think this is how we meet in the middle with those needs of understanding people with disabilities is that DWI does have what's called a service learning program. We've worked really closely with um, College of Eastern Idaho in this aspect, too. And it's very similar to what Brother Barney's doing. But service learning is really an educational opportunity that combines learning objectives with community service. And the College of Eastern Idaho, we've done that through an English department. And no one would imagine, well, what's English have to do with that? Right. The professor, Steve Harrison, in in Idaho Falls said, you know, what's a better way to write your English paper than doing community service? So each year, he works with all the nonprofits, many nonprofits in Idaho Falls, for opportunities for them to come do community service. And then they have to write their English assignments based on that service. And why I think this is so significant, and I feel that this is something that the BYU-Idaho students would really benefit from, is because no matter what career you go into, you want to be a dentist or a doctor or a banker, uh, a physician, you're going to work with people with disabilities. And if you start your career now learning about individuals with disabilities and how beneficial they are to our communities, you will be that much better of an employer, a business person, anything. It doesn't matter. Your bedside manner and any business you do will increase a hundredfold. Because what I've always said is, is that when you may be uncomfortable around people with disabilities, it's just because of your lack of experience. So if you provide that experience now to these students, they're just going to be that much better later on and they will always have those moments where they're going to have to work with a person with disability. So service learning's probably been this last year one of our highlights, I believe, because we're really training the next generation. Yeah. What some of the feedback you get from either students or employers who who have these people in uh, as employees and mm -hmm. I, I'm sure it's life changing. You know, I think it is. One of the things is with any employee who works in an environment where there's a significant amount of change, our individuals with disabilities go through multiple supervisors, multiple peers and colleagues, and they have to stick it out, yeah? And and when you become comfortable in your environment and your supervisor changes or the person you work next to changes, that's a scary thing. And so even to work at a business for 25 years and you think about Burger King and you think about Tiffany is that 
she's had a lot of changes over the years significantly, okay. and she stuck through it. Um, one of the employers in Idaho Falls recently told us about an employee they have there is that her ability to adapt to change is significant. And she says, it's remarkable how well she adapts. And we contribute that to her original service in our work services program. She worked on our work floor. And on our work floor, we give them a new job every day. They may not do the same job. And so their ability to adapt to change starts really early. And then she graduated that program and went out and worked in the community. And she works at Rosemark. And so they see how adaptable she is um, and how much she enjoys her job. And so for an employer to say that our individuals can adapt to that kind of change, that's pretty significant because most of us don't like change, let alone somebody who struggles with having some developmental disabilities or neurodiversity. So, yeah, well, it's such a remarkable organization and such a, a great way to help so many different people. Um, thank you for joining me today. Oh, uh, it's been a pleasure. We really appreciate this opportunity. Any any opportunity we have to talk about what DWI does or or we get to brag about people with disabilities, I mean, that's that just is such a great opportunity. And we're so appreciative. And we're appreciative of the Rexburg community and all the years that we've been able to serve here and the relationships we've built. And we just want to continue to build those relationships. So this yeah. is a great opportunity. Excellent. Well, Michaela Metlack, uh, President and CEO of DWI, and the website is dwinc.org. And thank you again. Thank you. Hey, great. Hey there, this is Mark Webster, the head of Adobe Podcast. And I'm Sam Anderson, the lead designer for Adobe Podcast. Sam and I thought we'd put together a quick project to help you get started. Our goal is to make it easy for anyone to record, edit, and share spoken audio that sounds great. This could be a podcast, a voiceover, even a short audio ad. We want to help everyone sound like a pro, even if they're not an audio professional. You can record by clicking the red dot below. If you want to record remotely with a guest, just invite someone to join on the top right of your screen. On the left side, you can upload audio from your computer. We also have a bunch of cool music collections you can use. We did all the hard work of editing them into intros, outros, and backgrounds. Take a listen. You can also add in a placeholder where you can leave a note about what to record or what music to add later. Over in the filters panel, you'll find AI that will enhance any speech to sound as if it were recorded in a studio. Toggle it on and off to hear how this recording originally sounded. Once you're done, you can download your finished audio or click share and create a template to let someone else have a copy. And of course, this is now your file, so feel free to play around with recording your own voice or editing ours. You can cut, copy, and paste just like a Word document. That's it. Oh, and one last thing. In the share menu, you can send our team feedback. Let us know what you think. We're all ears.